they, they love to, to set an atmosphere of worship here, don't they? You know, we, of course, we have a part in it too, right? You can sit here like a bump on a log and just uh, not receive anything, right? All right. But y'all don't, do you? you? You are into it. Praise God and receiving the impartation of the Holy Spirit here today. Praise God. Well, just want to, uh, I might be just a little loud here on this one. I uh, want to just dive off in some more uh, to this study on praying large and living large. How many have enjoyed this series so far? Amen. We're looking at the prayer of Jabez. Uh, you know, his life started bad, didn't it? He was identified as the man that brought pain. His mother named him that, Jabez. He who brings pain, but he decided to rise above, didn't he? I'm not going to be identified as that guy anymore. So he called out to who? God. Called out to God, and this is the prayer that he prayed. I want us to say it together this morning. We'll move on up to verse 10 here. Here it is. Oh, that you... Well, it's not there yet, but it's getting there. Hallelujah. Oh, that, let's say it together. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And what did God do? He granted his request. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Does God still hear the prayer of a righteous man? Amen. He says, you know, James said it, the effectual, fervent, heartfelt, genuine prayer of a righteous man or woman makes what? Tremendous power. Dunamis power available. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here's a guy, as we mentioned the last couple of weeks, out of all the ones, 500 different names in nine chapters God's finger came down the line and right there pointed out to him because he saw his heart, didn't he? He was an honorable man. Did you notice that? It says that in the verse before, in verse 9. He was more honorable than the other. So God heard him when he cried out to him and called upon his name. And what did he do? He blessed him, didn't he? I want to also give you a chance right now. How many of you, did most of you get a copy of this prayer last week? Anybody not get a copy of this? Juan, come up here, and we'll give you a copy to uh, just hold your hand up. And this is something that you should and could, and I hope you do, pray every day. Amen? Pray it every day. Why not? Right? You know, next to the prayer of salvation, I'm going to say this today. This is a prayer that could change your life forever. Amen? Bruce Wilkinson wrote a book, and... Uh, Dina was kind enough to actually give me that book Friday night, and I did get to look through that some. He, he has prayed that prayer every morning for 30, I don't know when this book was written, but that was back, I think, yeah, 2002 or somewhere. For 30-plus years, God has rained down blessings on his family, his ministry. Does God want to partner with you and bless you? Can I get a witness? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Does God want to partner with you? Hallelujah. Yes, he does. You know, I've studied this book for 50 years now, and there was a period in my life when I wasn't walking in the full blessings of God. But I finally got it. Hallelujah. Some of us are more hard-headed than others. Amen. We keep trying to do it our way, and we keep getting the same results, don't we? God wants to bless me and he wants to bless you and every morning now since we've started this series many of the times I call nearly every one of your names and pray this prayer over you hallelujah amen it's very important oh that he would bless me indeed not that's not just finances is it we learn it's physically spiritually emotionally so many different ways but, you know, the blessings of God, number one, I first of all have to know about them. Number two, I have to realize that they're moved by what? Faith and obedience. 
I'm falling down again. Getting too wild up here. Sorry about that. I did not fall. Okay, I'm okay. Please, leave me alone here. Pull this thing off to the side. Amen. Praise God. I get excited about the things of God, don't you? Amen. So you're going to have to work with me today. Hallelujah. So bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. Amen. Praise God that you would what? Enlarge my territory. Hallelujah. How many believe that God would like to enlarge your territory? Amen. I think I asked you last week when we preached, that was point two last week. That's, you know, what are you doing with the territory God has given you now? Are you taking good care of it? That car you're driving, that house, the spiritual blessings, the healing blessings. Uh, It's very important that as God blesses us, we take care of it and watch him work and enlarge our territory. That's what Jabez cried out to God, enlarge my territory. Jabez looked beyond where he was and what he could do to where God was and what God could do. Can God do more than us? And he uses us. He gives us sometimes the idea or the different thing, but he uses us and he imparts that wisdom and that blessing and that favor and that enlargement. So today, number three, that your hand might be with me. You know, when when our boundaries get increased and enlarged, you're going to need God's hand on you. Amen? You're going to need God's hand because, I mean, you know, with with enlargement comes what? More responsibility. More responsibility comes with enlargement. So God, God, we we need his hand upon us, guiding us and helping us and, and, and through this journey of life. He wants to be. He wants to be right in the middle of your pea patch. All right? Right in the middle of whatever it is that God has blessed you with to use for his glory. And that's one thing, you know, as we talk about all of this, and I said it a lot in the first, in the first part of this, but God blesses you to just hold on to it, keep, keep it, and wrap it up. Oh, I'm going to keep that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, God. No. Dispense it. Amen. He dispenses it to you, and he expects you to what? Pass it on. Pass it on. Praise God. And he wants to help you as you pass it on. You know, Jabez here, you know, I, I wish there was more about him than just two verses. I would really like to know more about, you know, where did he hear the message that, that God had blessings, on, you know, reserved for him. Maybe he had heard stories about Abraham, right? Was Abraham blessed? He was one of the richest men of all the East. God blessed his cattle, his livestock, everything. He's 75 years old, though, and has no children. So God made a covenant with him. I'm going to bless your children like the sand on the sea and like the stars in the sky. The Abrahamic covenant. I'm going to bless you coming and going every which way but loose. Amen. I'm going to bring down blessings. You're going to be the father of many nations. Even changed his name, didn't he? So maybe Jabez heard about him. Or maybe he heard about his grandson, Joseph. How that he was done wrong. Have anybody out there ever been done wrong by somebody? Even your family. Maybe even your church family. Let's, let's preach where you live, amen? Maybe someone even in the church family did you wrong. Joseph had a relationship with God, and he rose above his circumstances. His brothers threw him in a pit, but God moved him to a palace where he became the second in Uh, command of all of Egypt. Can God give you favor, church? Can he give you blessings? Can he give you enlargement? Can he give you wisdom to know how to do all this stuff? Amen. How many want that? Are you there yet? Hallelujah. This is the third week. Boy, if you're, we got one more week. Next week, we're going to talk about subduing the enemy. Is there an enemy that wants to keep you from walking in God's blessings and favor? We've got to learn how to take dominion over the enemy, don't we? Put him in his place. I know right now there's, there's people in this church under attack of the, the de- all the devils in hell are trying to take you out. 
So next week, I can't wait. Hallelujah. I'm going to jump over there right now. But we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about God's hand upon you. He wants to be upon you. So maybe you heard about Joseph, how that God blessed him. Maybe you heard about Moses, the soft-spoken guy that just stuttered. Couldn't, you know, you know, used all the different excuses. God said, hey, I want you to lead these people out of here. Why me? <laughs> Anybody ever done that? Why, why do you want to use me? I was there at the young age of about 17 years old. I was like, uh, I'm the guy that took zeros, you know, on book reports and stuff. Why, why me, God? But he, he, how many of you know he sometimes chooses the weak things to confound the wise? Amen. So he chose me. He put a calling upon my life the same way he did with Moses. And Moses became the deliverer. Amen. Of all the people, those that were held in slavery. So I don't know where Jabez heard about the great and mighty God of Israel, but he wanted God's blessings and favor and enlargements. And he realized that he must have God's hand upon him. Hallelujah. You know, if we look at the word hand, there's pictures of, of some hands there. In the Aramaic, it's called yod, which basically can mean literally a hand or it can also be used figuratively of God's power his guidance and his direction are you with me now we know God is what a spirit how many understand that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so really here's a big word that kind of defines what he's talking about when God uses the word hand it's an anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism. That's, that's a big word for a country boy. Anthropomorphism. It's using uh, kind of an expression that, that, that humanity can understand. In fact, there it is. It represents an understanding of God using human descriptors. A big, the big, mighty hand of God. Are you all with me? And probably, I think, 60 to 70 times, maybe more than that, I ran some of the references the last few days, but God would use the word hand. My hand will be upon you. Here's, here's some right here. Let's look at them. Psalms 119, verse 173. How many of you knew there was a chapter in the Bible that had that many verses? <laughs> Psalms 119. It's got a bunch. Amen? Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. So there's one of them. Let your, in my version, it says, let your hand help me, for I have chosen your precepts. Another one here is what? Isaiah 40, I believe it is. Did I do it next? Oh, Isaiah 59. We'll go to that one. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. There it is again. The Lord's hand is not shortened. He can reach you wherever you are. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So another figurative expression of the Lord's hand. Here's one more. Isaiah 40, verse number 12. Okay. Here's, here's what it says, basically. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Oh, everybody say big God, big God. He can hold all the waters of this entire world in the palm of his hand. Is that a big hand? That's a big, big hand. Then Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse number 14. Maybe one more here. Uh, all right. Uh, the hand of the Lord was strong upon me, Ezekiel said here. How many understand Ezekiel? Anybody ever read any stuff in Ezekiel? Very prophetic book, very powerful. He would have visions and different things going on. In this particular chapter here, he had been kind of caught up, and, and the Lord was revealing some things to him. And in this vision, the Lord showed him a big old long scroll, and he told him to eat it in this vision. Now, not literally, but in this vision to eat it. And as Ezekiel ate it, it was like sweet honeycomb. And it began to feed his spirit. And God began to show him 
through, through that particular vision how that the children of Israel were away from God and God was going to use him. In fact, in chapter 2, it says, I'm going to use you as a watchman. Or watchmen and women important. Important. Amen. In the key. We have some watchmen and advisors over this church that keep us, make sure that we don't do anything that uh, doesn't line up with the word of God. Amen. It's very important. So God was using him as a watchman, and he says that the hand of the Lord was strong. Everybody say strong. Strong upon me. Anybody ever felt the hand of God strong upon you? Praise God. I have in my life several times just feeling his presence. Hallelujah. And that's really what the hand of God is about, is God's power and his supernatural assistance. He wants to help us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Supernatural assistance under his mighty hand. You know, there's a lot of people that don't understand this. I, uh, I talked to a man this week. As most of you know, we're transitioning from point A to point B, all right? And we don't know exactly what all's going on. There was something happened this week that didn't quite pan out the way that we had hoped it, it would. So I'm driving the streets. I'm praying. The Holy Spirit, I see this sign off over here on the right there on Mustang Road, and I call the number, and lo and behold, it rings three or four times, but a, a man actually answers. I mean, you know, that's a rare thing. <laughs> Nowadays, I've called about Arvis Bank up here probably, I don't know how many times. There's got two different numbers on the window, and uh, can't ever get anybody to return my call, or it just goes to busy signals. So if, if you drive by there and get the number and ever get somebody, please let me know. I'd like to talk to him. But anyway, back to this story. This, this man... You know, uh, he gets on there, and he's, I can tell he's a little bit elderly, and so he keeps calling me young man. I said, well, I'm not as young as you think. And I told him my age, and he said, uh, well, I'm 86. <laughs> young whippersnapper, you. And so anyway, God has blessed him with, with so many great things, but we're talking along there, and he's asking me some good questions. You know, how much money you got? You know, <laughs> he's straightforward. How much money you got? How many people you got? Well, you know, 50, 60, 70, something like that on a good day. That's not enough. I said, whoa, 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 wait just a minute. It, it, it's more than enough. I said, you forgot about the God factor in this deal. Woo! And he paused for a minute. It made him think. He said, yeah. You know, he, he's a, a Greek Orthodox. I believe it is some kind of Orthodox church. And we had a really good visit, very respectful he was straightforward with, with this young whippersnapper. <laughs> but uh, we were, you know, who knows? God may use him to bless us. I don't know what God's got in. in God's going to use somebody to bless this church. Or it may be several somebodies. You know why I know? Because the reason we're here today is because God used somebody. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. For 14 years... To give us this building at about one-fifth the cost of what it should be every month. Is that the blessing and favor of God? So, I have no worries. People are asking me all the time, where are we going? We're a month out. I'm still not quite, I've got a couple of things in my back pocket. I've got a couple of uh, things that I know we can go to, but I'm just waiting on God. We wait for you. We wait for you, Woo. hallelujah, to step in the room, praise God. I'm under his mighty hand, praise God. I'm under his divine sway, his divine guidance. So I'm going to talk, walk, live under his mighty hand, praise God, hallelujah. You know, a lot of people, though, live by, by this formula right here in their life. They don't ever get it. Most people, it's... My abilities, plus my experience and training, plus my personality, we're going to get, there we go, plus my personality and appearance equals my assigned territory. How many noticed all the my, my, my? That's the way they live. It's all about me and what I can do, and they forget there's another formula it's God's formula, amen? His math is different than that right there. That's the world's ideology of what success is about. Here's God's math formula. My willingness and my weakness plus God's will 
and his supernatural power plus my faith and obedience equals what? My expanded territory. Is that a better formula? Every day. Every day. We need to understand that and get that. We can partner with God, church. We can partner with God. Amen. He longs to partner with you. Praise God. Powerful. Hallelujah. God specializes in working through normal people who believe in a super powerful God who will do his work through them. All you have to be is a yielded, willing vessel. And stand back, Brother John, and watch God work. Amen. God gave him revelation on that a few months back. Just get out of the way. Put your faith and trust in me. But let me do it. Easy. Hallelujah. Let me do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let God work it out. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know what? You know, I wrote this down here on this piece of paper in my notes here. What would you pray for if you knew you couldn't fail? I know what I'd be praying. I have been. Amen. This body right here in the right church in the place. That's priority. Number uno on my list. What would you pray for if you knew you couldn't fail? And what, would, what have you dreamed about? What have you dreamed about? Hallelujah. Can it happen? I've lived long enough now to see it happen. From physical blessings, healings, to even things, old hot rods and things that I first had a mental picture of them in my mind and I stuck a picture of them on the refrigerator and watched God bring them in one by one. Amen? Praise God. God can do it. He wants to give us what the desires of our heart. As long as our heart is right with him and we realize who the blesser is. It's never anything I've ever done. Amen? It's what he has done. Praise God. Luke 18, verse number 27. Some more scriptures here. Let's get, how many like the word? Hallelujah. Luke 18, 27 says, What is impossible for people is possible with God. Hallelujah. Just name whatever you want to. It may look impossible. Someone here today, you may be up against something that it looks impossible right now. It seems that way. It appears to be that way. Did you catch the key word there? It appears to be. It seems to be. I'm going to tell you today, it's not. In the name of Jesus. With God, all things are possible. And he says it again in Matthew 19, verse number 26. Jesus, Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. What's possible? Everything. Praise God. And I've lived long enough to see two or three people brought back to life from the dead. Is God able to bring people back from the dead to life? Is he able to heal bodies? You know, I was looking over last year, and I think I counted off probably 10, 12 different, 15 different people that God has healed in this church or friends of theirs. There's one sitting right back here, miracle, amen, of healing right there. Praise God. There's several of them in this room. Has God touched you or healed you this, this year? Raise your hand up across this room. Yeah, COVID and different things, flu. He's healed me. My hand's up. You know, I've had COVID and flu this year, and here I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to fix this right now. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, the enemy wants to do things to keep you off focus. Hallelujah. There you go. So we're going to get rid of this little booger. Don't remind me next Sunday to, to get rid of it again, right? Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel liberated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! Praise. Look out. Look out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need an, an awareness, I believe. And I've talked to other ministers right now. The pandemic, the COVID, the different things that have happened 
in our world the last few years have been a subtle deception to try to get man living in fear, walking in fear, living beneath. And it, it, you know, it, it, all the science and all of these different things, but what has happened is a result. I talked to different preachers. Church attendance is at an all-time low. All of this, people walking around in fear. Still, there's some still that are afraid to even get out of their house some three years later. You know, and you're like, oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, begin to walk by faith in God. The just shall live by faith. Not once in the Bible, not twice in the Bible, but three, maybe four different times. Old Testament and New Testament, he says that. We've got, the church has got to grab hold of this. And not just for healing, but for missionary work and for ministries and on and on and on. Deliverance. Hallelujah. We've got to grab hold of this. We need an awareness of who's boss and who's in charge. And it's not me. Amen. Hallelujah. It's God. He's in charge. In fact, you know, John kind of reminded us of that in the, in the parable of the vine and the branches there. Are you with me? Who's the vine and who's the branches? He's the vine and we're the branches. And he says in John chapter 15, verse number 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, what? You can't produce a thing. Wow. Wow. Is it important that I stay connected? Hallelujah. To the vine. Amen. I'm going to keep being the branch. I'm going to stay connected to the vine and watch God work. I'm not going to get separated. But that's what's happened these last few years. Believers have separated themselves from the true church. Amen? And, and God is not pleased with that. And he's calling us back. And I know many of you are crying out like I am. God, bring them back. Bring them back to relationship with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Number, you know, it's believing that he's able, standing on his word, spending time in his presence, staying connected with him. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 10, I'm hurrying. Verse 23 says, I know, O Lord, that no one is the master of his own destiny. Did you catch that? What? No one is the what? Master of his own destiny. No person has control over his own life. There's some that think they do. Amen. How many you know the Bible says we're all going to stand before the judgment throne of God? Whether in the, the, the judgment for the saints or the great white throne judgment for the unbelievers, right? Hallelujah. We're going to stand there one day and, and, and stand before him, and he's going to look over our life. How many want him to find some good things? You are walking in faith. You are walking in obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to jump over some stuff here. Praise God. God is infinitely more qualified to manage my life than I am. And you've heard me say this several times right here. God, get me to a place where I have no will of my own. It's only your will. Jesus, there in the garden, right before he's going to go through all the agony of Calvary, he humbled himself before the Lord. He was over there praying that disciples he'd asked them to, and they'd all fallen asleep, kind of a picture of, uh, of the church today sometimes. Right when he was needing their support, their prayers, they were off... Uh, you know, uh, flesh, <laughs> off in the flesh. But he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death of the cross. Hallelujah. How many want to get to that place where I have no will of my own? It's only what your will and your plan is. You getting this? Hallelujah. Good. That's the goal today. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
You know, some of you here today, I wrote this early this morning, God has already enlarged your territory. He did it. He did it. He gave you the words. He gave you the ideas. He gave you the strategy. He gave you the favor. You've stepped out in faith, and he's done it. Is that anybody here today? Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. I see hands going, oh, thank you, God, right now. Thank you, God. He's done it. Amen. You ever look around at what God has blessed you with and just stand in awe? Yes. Yes. And it's not just material things. Amen. It's not just material stuff. It's peace and family and relationships and church family and on and on. Praise God. Some people think all pastors are always thinking about finances or something. No. It's so much more than that that God has blessed me and my wife and my family with. Hallelujah. I'm thankful, aren't you? Praise God. Second Corinthians. I'm hurrying. We've got to get this. Second Corinthians 3, 5 through 6. Not that we are fit. We are not qualified and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us. But our power and our ability and sufficiency are where? From God. Did y'all get that? Our sufficiency is from God. Verse 6. It is He who has qualified us making us to be fit and worthy and sufficient as ministers. And there's that word, dispensers. Dispensers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ. Not ministers of the letter of legally written code, but of the Spirit. Woo! For the code of the law kills, but the Holy Spirit makes alive. How many want to be a dispenser? Hallelujah, of the blessings of God and the Holy Spirit moving on the inside of you. Paul made it clear, didn't he? Hallelujah. It's not our sufficiency, it's God's sufficiency. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, you know, we're talking about hands today. Anybody ever hear the song, Daddy's Hands? Anybody ever hear that? That's an old country song that uh, Holly Dunn, anybody know Holly Dunn? I guess wrote back several several years ago, and, and it's really describing a father like a natural father. But, I, you know, when I was studying, this kind of came to my mind. And, and, and if you listen to some of the lyrics of the song, it, it's, uh, here's, here's a little bit of them. You know, because God's hand sometimes brings correction. Anybody ever been under that hand before? Getting you back in line. But he also brings love with that hand, doesn't he? He also brings, you know, the discipline, yes, but the love. And the tenderness. And that's kind of what this song says. I remember daddy's hands folded silently in prayer, reaching out to hold me when I'd had a nightmare. You could read quite a story in the callous and the lines. Years of work and worry had left their mark behind. I remember daddy's hands, how they held my mama tight and patted my back for something I'd done right. There are things that I'd forgotten that I loved about the man, but I'll always remember the love in daddy's hands. Amen. Daddy's hands were soft and kind when I was crying. Daddy's hands were hard as steel when I had done wrong. Daddy's hands weren't always gentle, but I've come to understand there was always love. Is that the way it is with the Father? In my Father's hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your love and your... And yes, how many can thank Him for disciplining you? Some of y'all were ornery. Amen. Some of y'all, he had to wear out a switch on you, right? Amen. Get you back in line. But he lovingly, gently kept doing it, didn't he? Brought you back in submission to him. And that's all he wants is he wants to be involved in our lives. Hallelujah. In closing today, I want to mention Job just for a moment. Anybody know Job? The Bible says he was the greatest man. Among all the people of the East. Did he walk in God's favor and blessing? Yeah, yeah, he did. 
had all these cows and the cattle and the donkeys and the sheep and seven sons and three daughters and just on and on and on, treasure, treasure, lots of blessings upon his family. And there was a day when the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and the devil, the Bible says, came along with them. And he said, you know, God was kind of bragging on his boy, wasn't he? He said, I'm pretty proud of Job. He's a man that, you know, departs from evil. He's been blessed. I've, I've blessed him, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know what the devil says? Yeah, let me get a hold of him. See how he does when I get a hold of him. And so God gave him permission. You know, in fact, just, just to make it clear here, the devil used one term. He said, you've made a hedge around him. How many understands that? God has a hedge around you. The devil couldn't get through. Is that a good place to be? He said, you turn, you let me knock that hedge down, and it'll be a different story about Job. And God said this to him. He said, he said you can have at him, but you cannot touch him. You can't kill him, in other words. You can't take him out. So we know the devil went and did all this stuff, got all this stuff. His cattle, sheep, the barns blow down one day every day. Just a negative report coming in from the servants. You know, this one died, that one died. This is gone. Loss, 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 loss. And all of this, the Bible says Job wouldn't charge God foolishly. He kept believing in God. And to make a long story short uh, here today, we could spend a lot of time here. Terry just taught on this on a Wednesday night not long ago in the very end of it all God's hand came back upon Job didn't he the Bible says when he I think repented to his friends or something he had you know Job was a good man very good man but there was something that God had to weed out of his life there was there was a process of God doing some things in his life and we what he wasn't understanding it you ever been there when you thought you were doing okay you know and and yet, you know, the discourse goes on and on. Chapter after chapter, his three friends come and they try to help him and advise him and give him all this stuff. And in the end, we find God saying, I'm going to bless you back. Amen. I'm going to bless you back. And what did he do? He gave him twice as much as he had. Amen. Job remained true under fire from the enemy. Praise God. I challenge you today, let's remain true. If you're being attacked and next week, can't wait. We're going to be talking about that. I want us to stand up today, so I'll go ahead and quit here. Praise God. God caused Job to realize who the blesser was. And the Bible says he blessed the latter part of his life more than the first. Hallelujah. As we close this out today, I want to ask you something. Are you asking God's hand to be upon you. Are you asking? Are you asking for God's hand to be upon you? If you're not, I challenge you today. God, I want your hand upon me, upon my life. Lord, I thank you today for this, these two verses in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, Lord. Many lives have been changed by this prayer very important prayer god we need to get it down in our spirit oh that you would bless me indeed that you would enlarge my territory that your hand would be upon me that you would keep me from evil that i may not cause pain lord what a powerful powerful prayer lord just move now by your spirit as we wrap up lord this third part of this series, Lord. Pray in large and living large. It's your plan, God. I, I read over and over and over again in your word, Lord, what you want to do for your people. And I thank you. I praise you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been here today. Maybe you've been trying to do things in your own power, in your own strength. And you by an upraised hand is today would raise your hand and say, I need God's hand on my life. I need God's touch on my life. One, two, 
several different ones. I need, I need to give it over to God and allow God to take full control of my life, my family, my situation that I'm in right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, maybe you're here today and God has already enlarged your territory and you just want to acknowledge Him and let Him know how much you thank Him and praise Him. If that's you, raise your hand up today. God has enlarged your territory. Yes, yes, yes. Several already. He's blessed you uh, with health. He's blessed you with your children coming in and finding the Lord. He's blessed you, yes, even with a better job or blessed your business. He's enlarged your territory and you acknowledge that it was He. He that has done it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want us just today in our own way as we close out this service. I believe many here today understand what we've been teaching on and preaching on these last few Sundays. I believe you've heard enough these last three Sundays to perceive in your spirit to grasp hold of it. You've been enlightened, I believe, by the Holy Spirit. And today is the day you're going to take possession of it. Today is the day you're going to really take possession of it. It's going to become a rhema word down in your spirit. So as Sheila, she's going to sing a song here in just a moment. And I challenge you today, if God has touched you through any of these uh, of this series today, that you, number one, Thank him for his blessings. Thank him for his enlargement. It may, well, it hasn't happened yet. It's going to. It's going to. Thank him that his hand is upon you and let him know that you take ownership. You take ownership of this prayer that Jabez prayed. You know, it could, it, your prayer could be different than this. This was just Jabez's prayer. Powerful prayer. Amen. But yours may be worded. A little bit but today you stand there on this holy ground today you acknowledge God and you thank God for all that he's doing in your life can you do that church hallelujah God bless you
eyes of the Lord are running to and fro across this whole earth, looking for a man, looking for a woman that he can bless. I pray it's you today. Hallelujah. I pray that you understand this. You grab a hold of this today. You receive it in your spirit. And you stand back and you watch God begin to turn situations around in your life. You watch His blessings and His favor rain down upon you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Good, good Father. You're a good, good Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Your hand is upon us. You're here today and you need prayer for something in your life or a family member, co-worker, someone. I want you to just come up here today. His presence is here so strong today. Something in your life, something in someone else's that you want someone just to agree with you in prayer today. Praise God. Get Terry and Pam to come up here and stand right here. Praise God today. And they will pray the prayer of faith with you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. We choose you. You are for us. You are with us. You are for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing it again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to you.
real quick, I just want to share a little something on my heart, and then we're going to have Brother John come back up here and release us and let us go in the Holy Spirit. But I, I just really strong on my heart a couple of weeks ago, maybe some of y'all remember when I preached on being marked and sealed and all those things. Um, what I really wanted y'all to go away with was the last part of that message. You've been <laughs> marked and sealed for victory. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've been marked and sealed for victory. And the beautiful thing about it is Jesus did all the heavy lifting. He did it all. What more can I do, he says. If you read Isaiah chapter 5 about the vineyard, the parable of vineyard, what more could I have done? I've done it all. You've been marked. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit for victory. Now go and walk in victory, Brother John. A lot of Johns, all right. You know, I just want to say one thing. Brother Terry has been doing such a good job in this series that Spirit's put on Pastor. I really hope that you all can take this, what Terry just said, take it to heart and live it and walk it out because so many times as believers as people in general we like to put our, our fingers in our ears we know in our hearts and our minds that God is trying to bless us he's trying to open doors he's trying to take chains off of us he's trying to do many many things in our lives even correct us as pastor said earlier because we don't know what are what's good for ourselves and we start getting ourselves into trouble but we ignore these things we know from scripture from word from sermons what is right, what we should be doing, but we walk around so many times, la, 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 la. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to listen. Much like our kids. So I just want to encourage each of us today, please listen to these things. These things are put upon Terry's heart, upon Pastor's heart from the Holy Spirit to engage us, to teach us, to grow us, to help us to recognize and to see things in our own lives that need to be changed, that God is trying to do for us. We miss out on so much because we get caught up in our own heads and blinded by our own ambitions, our own whatever. And we miss out on what God has so big and so open and so vast for each one of us. So I just encourage each of you, pray for all of you. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for this word, for your spirit, for this day. Father, for everything that you do for us, Father. God, help us to see all the things you're trying to do. Father, we just want to accept them. Father, just open our arms up and receive all that you have for us, Father, no matter what it is. Like Pastor said, that it will not be our will, but your will always. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Bless each one of them here today and each one online. In Jesus' name, amen.